When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2022 details. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Kelly Stidell about her Wishes Collection wedding at Seabreeze Point and Living Seas Salon at Walt Disney World. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned this event and how everything turned out. So welcome, Kelly. Hi, how's it going? Great. So how did you guys decide that you wanted to have your wedding at Walt Disney World? Well, we live locally to the Orlando area. And we, I mean, I've been going to Disney all my life. So it's always been kind of like, you know, in the back of the head when, you know, you're a kid and you're going and you see like the wedding pavilion and all that. But we weren't sure if we were going to be able to really make it possible until we started looking at other local like Orlando venues. And we started doing different pricing and stuff like that. And we realized Disney was just the way to go. That's interesting. Now, did you look at the other packages like Escape and Memories or with, you know, with so many guests being local, did you know you had to do wishes? So actually, most of our guests were from out of town. We kind of looked at it, but we knew with our guest list size, we would have to do wishes. Okay. So then how did your friends and family react when they found out where your wedding was going to be? Most of them were not surprised. <laughs> they all <laughs> kind of knew what was going to happen. We got engaged at Epcot during eliminations. So, they, I mean, once you get engaged there, you have to get married there, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited around 75 invitations we sent out and about 50 made the trip um, and we had people coming from Georgia from New York we had some people from Washington so it was really like an all-over event interesting okay cool how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues we knew we really wanted so Epcot's a big part like of our relationship and you know it's our favorite park to go to so we really wanted to share that with everyone else we knew we were not morning people. <laughs> so as soon as we saw that all of the venues inside of Epcot were like the morning weddings, we kind of looked at the surrounding area and we settled upon um, Seabreeze Point for the ceremony just because you still have the beautiful background, but it's still private enough where not people were walking by and kind of were stopping, but not that many people were like crowding around looking at everything. You know, you still kind of have that private venue where you feel like everyone's just together. And then the Living Seas Salon, that was actually our rain backup venue. 
So originally we were going to be at Italy Isola for the cocktail, the reception, and for illuminations. And it was right around 4 o'clock. So we had a 5 o'clock ceremony. Around 4 o'clock they told us we were going to have to move to the rain backup location. But it actually ended up working out really well. (laughs) That's interesting. So you had a bunch of light-up furniture. Was that originally part of your decor? Or did that just happen to be in Living Seas when they moved you there? Yes, that was originally part of our decor for outside, and we were very worried (laughs) when we first saw we were moving inside. We weren't sure if that was going to end up inside with it, too. And, you know, when you get kind of caught up in the moment, you know, an hour before ceremony time, there's so much going on that kind of when she was like, oh, we have to move it to there, we're just kind of like, okay, and then back to photos. You know, we didn't really have time to really sit and think about, wait, what about this? What about that? So I guess that's good that we didn't really have to sit and really think about it for that long. But it was a very close call. That is interesting. And were you able to go out to see the actual fireworks at all? Yes. So around like 8.40, 8.45, they put us back on the buses and took us back over to Italy Isola. So we still got to have kind of like our dessert reception over there. And it did kind of start drizzling at the end, around the end of Illuminations. So In total, we were probably out there for maybe a half hour, but it was worth it. We still got to do it, so it was good. That's great. Now, did you guys have a theme for your event? Mainly our theme was just Disney parks in general, mainly Epcot. And we did kind of have like figment colors going for the wedding itself. So we had kind of like a lot of light purple for the seating cards, we had fast passes with each table was a different ride. And we did all like the Epcot attractions. We had like Maelstrom, we had Food Rocks. So kind of like the old school <laughs> attractions there. Let's see, what else did we do? We were able to put Figment kind of on our invitations. Our cake had like a Spaceship Earth cake topper. Our seating programs were like guide maps with us on it and stuff so we kind of incorporated like the classic disney and a lot of our guests weren't as disney fanatics as us but the few who were and like got all the references really enjoyed it interesting okay and tell me more about how you decided on the glow furniture because you see that a lot at like corporate parties and stuff but you don't see it at weddings and it's such a great bang for your buck because it's like all the decoration you need Yes, that was something that we didn't, like, going into it, we didn't really know what kind of furniture or anything like that, and we just kind of happened to come across it, I believe, when they were showing it to us, like, in the slideshows and stuff when we were first planning it, and my husband saw it, and he was like, yes, we need those, absolutely, (laughs) and it really did add kind of, like, a fun element to it that you weren't really expecting, and even when we were inside, the glow totally came across. And it made, it looked awesome on the table. And we didn't really do that much, like, for centerpieces. We just kind of had, like, the bowls with the flowers in it. So I think it kind of helped us, in a way, not have to go as all out on the floral and the centerpieces when the tables themselves were such, like, a statement piece almost. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, did you add any entertainment to the reception? We did not. We had more of an older crowd, so not really. We didn't really. We knew we weren't going to do dancing. And originally, when we were outside at Italy Isola, it's very limited to what you can have since it is when the park is still open. So you can't have like a DJ. We could have had the character artist drawings, um, and we were entertaining that idea. But eventually, we ended up cutting it to add more other places. 
And same with the characters, you know, we didn't really, you can't really have that outside. So we knew when we were picking the area that we would have very limited options. And we were worried about that at first, but the evening did seem to flow very well. Um, you know, we ended up having cocktail hour in the same place as our reception, but everyone was kind of talking and enjoying themselves. And we were all over the place all night anyway. So I can't see how, I think if we would have had like the DJ and stuff, it almost would have made it too much. But we're all very, my family is very talkative and they don't get to see each other very often. So that kind of helped in our case kind of make up for that. Okay, that's really good to hear because I do think there's this idea that we brides and grooms get that we have to entertain our guests for every single moment of the reception. And mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear that, you know, in your case, that didn't prove to be true and you, everybody had a fine time and you didn't have to pay for all this extra stuff. Yeah, it really ended up working well. We did have like, we did get to go out and see illuminations at the end. So we did have the firework aspect at the end that kind of wowed everyone. But everyone was even saying, I didn't hear anyone say anything about how, oh, there wasn't any like dance floor or nothing like that. Everybody just kind of had a good time with each other without really any of that extra stuff. So that worked out really well. That's wonderful. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend? We had the cheeseburger egg rolls in the bacon wrap scallops on our like cocktail hour and everybody loved those. <laughs> that was a huge hit, especially the cheeseburger egg rolls. The cake flavors, we had one of our flavors that kind of when we were doing the tastings, I thought ended up being really good, but kind of like my mom wasn't too sure about at first, was the amaretto cake with raspberry jam. Um, And it's not as sweet because the the raspberry jam kind of cuts it and the amaretto cake is kind of almond flavored. So it was kind of a good balance between we had that and then we had a chocolate cake with like a hazelnut center. So it was good to kind of have that balance. That way we had like the sweet side of the cake and then we had kind of more one that wasn't as sweet. Interesting. Okay, great tip. For your dessert party, did you eat the desserts outside or did they have the desserts inside? So they had the desserts themselves were outside. So kind of what happened was we cut the cake around, I think it was like 8, 20, 30. And then we just cut our piece, you know, And then we got on a bus, went over to Illuminations, and they had our dessert set up out there. Um, And they did have a couple tables and chairs. It wasn't the glow, of course, but they did end up putting a couple tables and chairs out there for people to sit um, and stuff like that. And so all of that was out there. And then when we came back after the fireworks, they had the cake all cut up. Oh, interesting. Okay, so you went back. Okay. Yes. So that kind of... That was very interesting because a lot of our guests did leave after the fireworks. You know, they just stayed on the bus and went back to the hotel, which we knew would kind of happen. So a lot of the cake did not get eaten, but those who had it thought it was good. But that was kind of like a weird play that happened. And I think it was mainly because of the rain that that all happened. Okay, that's a good thing to know. Do you have any recommendations of the desserts that you picked for the dessert party? The Mickey bars, we did the Mickey bars and their bill on consumption, and they were a hit. I think everybody was really enjoying them. And as I said, we had a lot of guests who didn't really go to Disney ever before our wedding. So that was a good novelty that people could enjoy. We did have like the Mickey bonbon brownies as well, and those were very delicious. Now, can you give me a timeline of how the day ran? Ours was a little weird. We did things a little untraditionally where we had connecting rooms to get ready in. So we 
stayed at the boardwalk the night before. So we had our room at the boardwalk already. And we kind of just made one room mainly for the men and one room for the girls. But we kept the door open so we could go back and forth between the rooms up until I got my hair done. So at 10 a.m. is when hair and makeup showed up. Um, and we had my family and his family both there. That was pretty much the extent of our wedding party. So it wasn't very big at all. And so we kind of did it in reverse order where the moms kind of got their hair done first. And then my sister, who was the maid of honor, went and then I went last. So about 10 a.m. for hair and makeup started, and we had about five people do hair and makeup. And around 1.30, we had our photographer show up. 3.15, we had our first look. So we kind of already saw each other a little bit throughout the day. But once I started getting my hair and makeup done and he started getting ready, we kind of closed the door so we wouldn't see each other until then. And then we just took pictures up until the ceremony time at 5 o'clock. Okay, got it. Now, when you were planning, what were maybe the two or three most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Photography was my number one. Absolutely had to have good pictures. (laughs) We do a lot of like scrapbooking and stuff. So I knew that I would want a good photographer. So that was one of the main things. Another main thing was the food. We both went to culinary school and my husband's a chef. So he's that was where we knew we were going to spend a lot of the budget was on food in the bar. Um, And then another thing that we really wanted to do was make sure we could show our guests illuminations and try to incorporate illuminations into the wedding somehow. So that's kind of how we looked at it as those were the top priorities. And then everything else we kind of did different like budgets and stuff like that. Okay. And now that's interesting. With your husband being a chef, did that change anything at the menu tasting? Like, did you have anything that you then, that maybe he asked them to adjust or to cook to a certain specification? No, he was pretty much enjoying all of it. (laughs) Um, It was really cool because we got to go like, you know, backstage at Epcot and get to do everything with there. I do have like, I'm lactose intolerant. So we did have a couple of options modified to kind of help that out like we had the brown derby cob salad and they left off the blue cheese on it so they definitely were very and they were very attentive about it too so they can definitely work with you about like modifying things that was something i was a little worried about and even with the cake and stuff they could do a whole different cake and little cupcake for me and stuff but we ended up not doing that because it's not that severe of an allergy there were a couple items that we did modify for that interesting okay And then what aspects were less important when you were planning where you saved your money or you just saved your effort? Floral, I think, was probably a big one. The main thing I wanted in my bouquet was the, like, park map flowers. And Disney cannot do those. So you, I had, I made the flowers myself and provided them. So that kind of helped with the budget a little bit. But floral ended up being way less than what we were originally expecting. And we didn't, I mean, we didn't have that many I didn't have a big bridal party, so we were definitely very short with that. And then when we were at Italy Isola outside, there's not really much to decorate around that area. So we didn't really have to do much with the core. We did one the, at Seabury's Point. We had some floral added on, but we didn't do anything too spectacular or crazy with the floral. And then, of course, the entertainment, you know, we didn't really spend too much there. And the videographer... That's another one that we kind of, we did this, we only got the 
ceremony video and then the reception we just stuck with the pictures just because there wasn't too much going on there anyway we would need the video itself got it now with the park map flowers did you make the flowers and then disney turn them into a bouquet or did they add them to a floral bouquet they added them to a floral bouquet so i sent them about seven or eight that i made um and i sent them out I think it was about a month before the wedding. You know, they gave me a certain address and I just mailed it to them. And then they just kind of stuck them into a floral bouquet of just roses. Interesting. That's a great idea. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? One of my favorite parts was the fact that we had those connecting rooms to kind of get ready near each other. I think that helped a lot of the stress of the day be a lot calmer. That way, like, Everyone can be with each other. It's not like, oh, we have to hide over here. Or some family members got split up from others. Like everyone could just kind of, um, and we had a lot more going on in our room. But over in the boys' room, you know, they were just playing board games and stuff. So it was a very calm and relaxed atmosphere, and I appreciated that. And then I think Illuminations was probably my favorite part, just because it was so cool to really soak in that moment and stuff. So that was probably my favorite part. And then you talked about the unexpected moving because of the rain inside. Was there anything else that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected? No, nothing else really uh, went wrong besides that. We were nervous about the weather, even leading up to it. And once the day came, you know, it kind of, it would get cloudy and then it would be sunny. So it was very hard to tell how it was going to go. And we had our wedding in March. So something that we weren't really expecting that ended up being good that we moved inside is that it was very hot that day. Hmm. And even living down here, we didn't think it would be that bad. And I think it was only in the 80s, but it felt bad. When we were taking pictures and stuff, It we could really feel it. And as I said, we had a lot of older guests at our wedding. So I think it was kind of a blessing in disguise that we got to get moved inside because I think... I don't think it would have been as enjoyable for everybody if it was outside that whole time. That's a really good point. Yeah. So even when we thought, you know, March will be the cooler weather, we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what, they, what do they say about Florida weather? If you don't like it, wait five minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? I was worried just overall about the ceremony just because I am more of a shy person. So I don't necessarily like standing up in front of everyone, but that turned out to be totally fine. It wasn't as big of a deal as I thought. Um, I was freaking out about it the day before, but once you're in the moment, it happens so fast. I think another thing that we were kind of worried about was people getting there to the boardwalk because we had the majority of people were staying at French Quarter or they were staying off property. So we were very worried about making sure everybody got there on time, making sure people could find boardwalk, could park there okay, and everything turned out great. Even over at, at French Quarter, everybody getting on the bus, that was no problem at all. They all found the bus very easily. They pulled it right up front for them. And then people who were staying off property had no problem parking at boardwalk, you know, just saying you're there for the wedding. Because sometimes we know, you know, the Disney resorts can be really strict about that. But nobody had any issues with that. So that ended up turning out pretty good, too. Oh, that's great. Is there anything you would have done differently, knowing what you know now? I think we would have just planned it from the beginning to kind of have an indoor reception and then move outside for fireworks. <laughs> that's something that we really 
got lucky with being inside because I do think if we were outside, it would have been very hot. We would have had some issues with that. So I think I probably would have just planned it inside from the beginning. Okay. Do you have any tips or advice for future wishes, brides and grooms? One of the big things I would say is make sure you like research everything. If you have an idea, don't be afraid to ask about it. Um, I know we had some ideas that we were going to try to do that got turned down. Like we wanted to have the reception in the Imagination Pavilion at first at that top area, which you can't do sadly, but um, it doesn't hurt to ask, you know, and I know a lot of things like we had our planner change in the middle of planning and it still turned everything still turned out fine. So I would say don't if you don't hear back from people right away or you think, oh, my question might be too silly, I would say just ask it, you know, just kind of have patience because it does end up all working together in the end. That's great advice. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Yes, I know we had the Roots as our photographers and they were fantastic. Um, and everybody even commented on how, you know, great they were they really helped us feel calm throughout the day and stuff um but they have a blog over at rootsweddings.com um and if you search my name kelly or dylan it will pop up and you can read their little story and then i also have an instagram account called living the theme um and i do post pictures there regularly i have a couple wedding pictures up there as well great and i will get some pictures and put them in the post for this episode on disneyweddingpodcast.com awesome Well, Kelly, thank you so much for sharing the story of your day. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's interested in planning a wishes event at Walt Disney World and maybe worried about the weather. I think you've offered a lot of great tips, and I appreciate your taking the time. Yeah, thank you. It's been a lot of fun. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big.